This is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, I'm really glad that you have joined us. Wayne State University powers a big part of Detroit's economy, and that has almost always been so. But as the city changes, Wayne is also crafting its vision for the future, both as an institution of higher learning and as a critical part of Detroit's economy and culture. The goal at Wayne is to be a very different place by 2040. But how to get there, and what will that look like? The master planning process for the university begins today. The university is inviting students, faculty, staff, and all members of the community to give their input. Joining us now to talk more about Wayne and Detroit and the future is Robin Boyle. He's a professor of urban planning at Wayne State University. Robin, welcome to Detroit Today. Good morning, Stephen. Yes, always great to see you. Uh, first, uh, let's talk a little about this this master planning process. What is it, and how can people get involved? Well, let me start with the second part. Mm-hmm. How can people get involved? I think that is where we are today. Um, in the past, you would um, call up a group of experts who would descend on your facility, town, community, and, and bring the sort of tablet of stone as to what's going to happen to your place. <laughs> We're in a very different world today, I, and, and arguably a much better world, where we begin a process like a master plan for a, a difficult institution, a complex institution like a university. We begin that process by asking some basic questions. Um, who's going to be impacted by this? And we've got a lot of different folks that are going to be impacted by whatever way the university goes. We've got the students who are the the customers, the clients, whatever term you want to use, and and they need to be part of how this institution evolves over the next 5, 10, maybe even 20 years, although that's that's hard to do, I have to say. But you've got faculty, you've got staff, and most importantly, perhaps today, we're also very um, cognizant of of who is, is close by. Um, we term the, use the term community, but really it's our neighbours, and there's a lot of different neighbours. So that's what's important. That's why we're opening this process up today. And I'd like to hope that that idea of being transparent and open is something that continues through this, uh, the, the phase of the master planning process as yeah. a whole. And, and today uh, you're, you're holding an event here at the, at the university to welcome the community into this process. Talk about what will happen later Indeed. today. Welcome's a great word because, um, as you may know, I believe you spent some time in Baltimore. I did. Uh, Universities are not always the most welcoming of institutions (laughs) in in, in major cities. And I do uh, highlight Baltimore because the the role of of Johns Hopkins is is deeply embedded in the literature on all this um, concept of of the city, um, the university, the town and gown relationship, which um, has evolved over recent years. So it, it is really important that uh, we ask, we seek, we look out. We want to have these conversations with our community because, to be truthful, Wayne State has not always played well with the neighbors around it. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 just as I think in almost any city, if you think of a city with a university within its within its borders, there's, there's always this sort of ebb and flow of tension and 
cooperation, I guess, that, that, that goes on. There are periods of time where, where universities seem to, to work pretty well within the cities that uh, they occupy and, and, uh, and seem to integrate pretty well with those cities. There are other stretches of time when it, that just goes sideways uh, or, or backward. And, and as you point out, Wayne, <clears throat> Wayne has an interesting history with that, just as Johns Hopkins does in, in Baltimore, as Carnegie Mellon might in, in Pittsburgh, as the University of Chicago might in, in Chicago. I mean, it, you just go down the list. It, this is a common issue. It, it, it really is. And, and without going too far back and getting too into the weeds on, 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 on where, the, in where Wayne State has been, there have been times. Um, it, was, it was a long time ago now um, that the university really um, took a very aggressive stance uh, with the support of the city, I have to say, and, and sought to um, be expansive. There's nothing wrong with being insp- expansive. Growth is important for these institutions. But the way that it was done uh, at, a, at a time when um, there was the, the opportunity to, to, to use federal funds, urban renewal money and, and other resources to, to be expansive in a way that actually damaged our, our, our neighbours. And we can see it uh, on the other side of the lodge, um, the, the Mathai sports facility and the football stadium, and the stadium, small, um, <laughs> uh, is, is, is evidence of, of, what, of, of what happened because previous to that, there was a neighbourhood. There similar, was a neighbourhood there. Similar to, to Woodbridge, which um, was also under, un, under some uh, threat for um, the university city, as it was aggressively called at the time. And that did not sit well with the neighbours. And for the best part of 30 years, there was an antagonism between Wayne State and and the community. I think we've overcome that. The university has overcome that. But now is the time to actually bring the community in to the next phase of the the university. As we do try and build more housing, as we try and, and, and integrate the university, we don't have barriers, we don't have gates, we don't have walls, which is good. Um, but but we also, I think, have to change the mindset that um, we are open for business and for the community and for our students and staff and everybody uh, around it. But it's not easy. It, uh, and there will be bumps in the road going forward. There's no doubt about that. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. Uh, I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is Robin Boyle. He's the professor of urban planning at Wayne State University. We're talking about Wayne State's new master planning process, which starts today. They're asking students and faculty and staff and members of the community to join Provost Keith Whitfield and community leaders at a community kickoff event for that process that is today from 6 to 8 p.m. on the first floor of the Integrated Biosciences Center at uh, on Woodward Avenue at, at Wayne State. Uh, we're talking about what that master planning process might look like and how it will bring the university to interact with the neighborhood around it, with the city that it's in. There's a long history of the relationship between Wayne State and Detroit, some good, some bad, some tension, some cooperation. Uh, What will that look like over the next 20 years? What should that look like over the next 20 years? That's what we are discussing. If you want to join the conversation, give us a call. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phone. That's 313-577-1019. 577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll try to work you into the conversation. I would really love to hear uh, today from people who either attend or work at Wayne State University or attended uh, Wayne State University alums or worked there uh, about their memories of 
the relationship between Wayne and the city. What did that feel like for you when you were a part of the Wayne State community? Uh, And is that something that you have seen change over time? Is it different today than it was maybe when you were a part of that community? Again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Let's start with Gene in Detroit. Gene, welcome to Detroit Today. Good morning, Stephen. Hey, Gene. Uh, As your first guest uh, pointed out, uh, any master plan of Wayne State that doesn't address uh, the lack of educational uh, opportunities for the black and brown majorities of the city uh, is absurd. Uh, the record of, that the university has, uh, and uh, I formerly attended the university, of graduating uh, minority students that matriculate there is abysmal. Uh, it has improved very slightly uh, in the uh, recent years, thanks to the uh, new president. But uh, uh, it has to be noted that uh, the returning warrior program falls short. Okay, so I, 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 I am really glad you called and and uh, injected that into the conversation, Gene. I don't know what the returning warrior program is, though, so can you tell us a little more about what that is? Uh, yeah, it's a program that uh, Wayne State uh, recently started for uh, uh, students who uh, had to drop out for whatever reason. I see. To get them to come back and uh, attend the university and finish their uh, degrees. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, Gene, thanks for the call and the information. Uh, Robin, what he's talking about there is one of these historical tensions, I think, between uh, Wayne State University and the city that it that it exists inside of, and that is the access that uh, that the majority population here in the city has to Wayne and the success rates of that majority population at the university. Uh, I, I know that the master planning process is not primarily focused on academics uh, and and the, the university's sort of uh, uh, academic life, but I, I, I wonder whether those historic problems or issues figure into the process uh, from, from your point of view. Absolutely they do. I mean, I, I, I do get the point that the idea of a master plan is sort of disconnected from the court business of the university. But in reality, it's not. It is very much part of that process. The, the, the facilities provide an atmosphere, a place for people to learn or research or, or whatever it is you want to do. And if these facilities are elderly and haven't been properly maintained and are not welcoming to the students themselves, then the university is not doing its job. So I don't make that distinction as, as bluntly as, as, as perhaps some might. I see it as, as being integrated. But let me pick up on what your, um, the, the caller said. And it's really, really important. I mean, in the 1980s, there was a sit-in in the university. They occupied the president's office. This was a, 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 a really difficult period in the university's history. Um, the, 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 there was a feeling from the African-American community that they were isolated. They weren't being talked about. There wasn't a program. Um, the, there wasn't even an, an, an awareness that um, the city was, was absolutely changed. Not, not changing, but changed. And the university didn't flex or didn't flex quickly enough to deal with it. The same can be said 10 years later when the Hispanic community were similarly um, 
raising their voice and wanting to be involved. And, and, and to be fair, the previous presidents did make change, but, but it was slow. It, it wasn't really reaching out. There was still a, a town and gown separation. Um, yet, as I said before, we don't have walls and gates, but, but there was still, um, it was very difficult to get the folks to come together. And I hope that this planning process will, will build on what has happened over recent years, and it is better. Uh, graduation rates have improved. <clears throat> And, and I think they are, they are now driving the, the approach that the university wants to do to be a, a, a properly engaged urban research university. We're, we're, we're quite unusual in being right in the city as a public university that's got uh, a high ranking in research as well as attempting to provide high quality four-year, six-year, eight-year education to folks living in, in this city and, and the region as a whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, Gene, thanks very much for the call and the comments. Let's go to Susan in Detroit. Susan, what's on your mind? Hi. Yes. Uh, I graduated in 1976 from Wayne State, and at that time uh, the automotive industry was uh, uh, laying off a slew of people. So I transferred from Michigan State University to Wayne State, and uh, it was quite an awakening because there were all these uh, laid-off auto workers where the auto you know, industry was paying for tuition for them to get trained and you know into other jobs. And it was it was an excellent uh, learning experience for a young person. But I'm curious what the university might be, how they're viewing uh, job training or career, you know focusing on helping people who just are stuck, don't know where to go or how to get a job. Or wow. Yeah. Uh, gr- great yeah. question, uh, Susan. Uh, and thanks very much for the for the call. Robin Boyle, how, how do different kinds of college uh, degree-seeking populations figure into this master planning process? When we think of colleges, too often I think we think – of 18-year-olds, right, people just graduating high school and looking for a four-year degree. Increasingly, that population looks different, and I would imagine at some place like Wayne State University, it looks even more different than it does uh, in some other in some other places. Absolutely, um, it's a great question, and and it's one that's at the it, it, it creates tension in any four-year institution, any university. Are we are we here for education and learning, or are we here for training? And we're still fighting with that. I would say, however, that urban universities, and Wayne State is one of them, I can think of many others, have really looked um, in a holistic way. If we look north over, uh, over 94, I'm using geographical measures here, and you look at what Tech Town is, which is closely integrated with the university, it, it provides a whole range of, of services. Um, book camps, uh, coding, uh, retail experience, you name it, small business development that is part and parcel of the university campus today quite differently than it was back in in, in the 1980s. So yes, we are still very much a degree awarding institution which is grounded on high quality learning led by cutting edge research. But at the same time, there are more... um, vocational type degrees that are essential for people who are returning from the labor force who have lost dropped their uh, who have lost jobs wanted to come back they're they're not particularly interested in, in in just learning for learning's sake although that's valuable but they're here to find a way to get a new skill and go into the labor force and i think the university it's struggling with it all universities do but i think you the 
Wayne State is making a valiant effort to do that. And it is part of that planning process as well. What, 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 what type of facilities are we going to have in 10 years' time that is going to meet the needs of, of a new labor force? And that's not an easy answer. It is way. not an easy answer, yeah. Uh, again, uh, Susan, thank for the, thanks for the call and the comments. Let's go to Teresa in St. Clair Shores. Teresa, welcome to Detroit Today. Hi. Hi. I have had a long relationship with Wayne State University beginning in 1964. I got my bachelor's and master's degree in nursing and a law degree. Hmm. I also work for the university, and I have four brothers and sisters who have who got degrees from Wayne State. Uh, my sister works there now. Hmm. Uh, in the nursing and uh, law programs especially, there has always been a very strong relationship with the community, uh, serving in hospitals and clinics. Uh, we had a disability law clinic that I served in at the law school. And I hope that that tradition will continue. In fact, I know that it will. Uh, when I was in law school, I graduated in 2003. One of my problems was that I'm a handicapper, and um, it was very difficult to find parking. Uh, I could not walk very far, hmm. and there was a parking lot right next to the law school, and I was not eligible to use it. I'm hoping that the services to handicappers have improved. Um, that's all I have to say. Yeah, yeah no, I, I love Wayne State, and um, hmm. encourage anyone who inter- is interested in college to consider to. To consider going there. Yeah, uh, Teresa, thanks very much for the call and the stories. Um, what about access uh, in in a broader sense, uh, physical access to the university, and making sure that everybody gets it? Uh, as Teresa points out, the, these are challenges that Wayne State faces as well. And the university's been working on this for a long time. The, the P word. Thank you very much for raising it because it, it always comes Parking. up. Parking is the uh, is is really the, the the most one of the most important issues that we have to deal with, um, particularly for um, some of our long-standing uh, staff and faculty at the at the university. I think the university is much more accessible than it was. I think the accommodation of of people and it's appropriate today, where uh, President uh, Bush was the man who signed in the uh, Americans with Disability Act. The university has worked hard to try and improve its accessibility in a physical sense. On the other hand, we also need to look at the university. If you were to fly over the university or have a drone fly over it, you would see that we are ringed by nothing than concrete blocks that serve no other purpose than to park tin, in other words, cars. So from 6.30 in the morning till maybe 8 o'clock at night, all we're doing is is accommodating cars. (laughs) There are are opportunities today to reconsider how we're using all this real estate um, in order to to park a car when we know that the world of, of movement and accessibility and mobility is going to change. It is going to change. People will come to this university in a different way in five years' time. Absolutely. So that's very much part of the planning process. How do we handle this Really, really burning question. And we should be a leader in that. We're here in the middle of the Motor City, yes? <laughs> yes, we so, should be able to figure this so out. So can we not figure this one out <laughs> and maybe send a message that uh, folks down in, the, in, in our coastal cities can learn from us? Mm.
Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll continue our conversation about the role of universities in thriving American cities. Stay with us, and stay with us on the phones. 313-577-1019 is the number. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today. This is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. My guest is Robin Boyle. He's a professor of urban planning at Wayne State University. We're talking about Wayne State's new master planning process just underway, uh, an effort to rethink what the university looks and feels like uh, until about 2040, when it should be a different place, just as Detroit will be a very different place. Uh, if you want to join the conversation, give us a call. Uh, tell us what you think of the role that Wayne State plays here in the city of Detroit, what role you think it should play. We especially want to hear from folks who either went to the university or worked at the university. Talk to us about how you saw that relationship between Wayne and Detroit when you were there and talk to me about how it has changed. Does it seem different to you now than it did before? As always, the number on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit today and we'll try to work you into the conversation. Robin, I want to I want to talk a little about the importance of research universities as economic hubs in American cities. That's something that's important here with Wayne and Detroit. It's also something we see emerging and changing, I think, in other American cities. Absolutely. I mean, I, I took a group of students to Pittsburgh just uh, about six months ago. And to go to that town, you know, Steel Town, uh, in uh, 2018 and look at the impact of these two uh, universities, one private, Carnegie Mellon, with its role in, in all sorts of technology change and how it's impacting um, that part of um, Pittsburgh. And then you go across to Pitt and, and look at the role of the educational institutions there, the health institution, the UPMC, you know, University of Pittsburgh Medical Center is is amazing. And and it has really changed that place that used to have, you know, nothing but smoke pouring out of the steelworks and, and the like. The impact of that is palpable. Detroit. Is, is an interesting case study because, and a lot of people are talking about it in, in, in a sense that we've missed out on, on, on we don't have the big private. We need a big private. You hear this all the time. And yet, I, I think we do have a, a, a really interesting mix with Wayne State here as a major public research university that is an economic engine in, in a whole variety of ways, not just pre- producing the, the skilled labor uh, through the educational process, but, but un- undertaking research and the, the whole idea of taking ideas and moving them into the, in, into the workplace, in, into business, um, is something that's terribly important. We have a big medical school, which is, is another interesting element of the master planning process. We're, we're sort of a, a divided university to some extent in that we've got that second campus down there towards Mac. And now we've got the new um, Michaelich School of Business, which sits down in, quote, the district, unquote. Um, and, and how do we make them all come together? How do, how do these talk? And that, that's always been 
been difficult because you do want critical mass. If you want to be an, an economic engine, then you need that physical critical mass, that, that mass of skills and thought and, and, and the ability to translate from the lab or, or, or the classroom into uh, the world of work. And, and, and that's some of the big challenges that we will still face. We've tried for many years to find a way to integrate these different parts of the campus um, not always successfully, mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. be very honest. Um, is this something that we can get right uh, as we move into uh, the next few decades? So so if you could sort of flip a switch and make just a couple things work better in that regard in Detroit with regard to Wayne, what, what, would, what would they be? Well, thank you. Um, I, <laughs> I put the magic wand in your hand there. King, king for five minutes. <laughs> well, here's a couple of ideas. We are surrounded by businesses. I don't think Wayne State should be doing businesses. They should be inviting existing businesses or new businesses to come on campus and do their work instead of creating stores or, or whatever, as we've done over the years. Let's, let's invite the community into our campus. Second, um, we, we've done a lot, and I have to thank uh, several different presidents for bringing housing onto the campus for our students, which is good. We used to be an incredibly dominated um, commuter school. Now we've got people living there. But what about families? What about people living here? Um, if, we're, if we're looking for the future and we're bringing uh, new households into, the, in, into this area, is, is there an opportunity perhaps for some preschool learning or, or K through 12 that's connected more to the university and, 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 and instead of being separate. And I, I, I don't want to sit here and, and not talk about affordability. Um, this is an, a, a very important issue. Uh, we're, we're now in Midtown, which is a very different place to the Cass Corridor Absolutely. 15 years ago. This place is not particularly affordable um, in, 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 a, in, in a place like Detroit. And we need to be very conscious of that. So I think a, a great deal more mixed use, really blending the community into the university if, if I had my way, um, and providing services that are, are, are useful for everybody. Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Let's uh, go to Tim in Detroit. Tim, Hi, uh, a minute left. My, my niece uh, graduated from Wayne State Medical School about three years ago, and of a class of... Um, about 250 kids, maybe four were black. I think hmm. actually it was maybe three was one guy. He was probably East Indian. How is that sustainable for oh. a community? Hmm. Great question, Tim. Uh, back to the race question uh, with, with Wayne here, Robin. And, and I think it's not just Wayne. It's lots of other uh, universities facing this issue. But Wayne, I think, has a particular... Uh, urgency around this issue because of where it is. It's a it's a university in the middle of the city with the largest black population in the in the entire state. Absolutely, and 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 I think the caller is quite right to bring this up. Um, and and it, it's a problem of of higher education. Just look at the conversations that we're having all around the country about who is receiving this education. And here we are in the middle of a city that's what eighty nine percent African American and some other uh, statistics are are, are are truly relevant. This university cannot turn its um, its its eye or its view. It cannot turn its back on where it is. And that this engaged and it's a horrible word this this community conversation that we want to have for the master plan i think has to have that 
front and centre as we move forward, or we're not doing the job that Wayne State needs to do in the city of Detroit. Yeah. Uh, again, 6 p.m. tonight, 6 to 8, on the first floor of the Integrative Biosciences Centre on Woodward Avenue is the community's first opportunity to participate in this process. I imagine that over the next few years or so, they'll have lots of other opportunities. Yes, indeed. I, I think this is the beginning. Um, and, and we would encourage people w- with their own ideas, send emails, send uh, tweets, get get engaged, get involved, come out. Um, the more we have, the more conversation we have. I don't think we're going to be scared of conversation, which we might have been uh, 30 years ago. I think we welcome it. Uh, and I'm hoping that the, the senior officers who are going to manage and run this process um, will, will open their arms to, to ideas and viewpoints as we move forward. Robin Boyle, Professor of Urban Planning at Wayne State University. Thanks very much for being here on Detroit Today. Thank you, Stephen. It's going to do it for me. I will be back tomorrow. I hope you will, too. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station, a community service of Wayne State University. We'll see you tomorrow.